Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Padawan Podcast, a pocket mix movies all Star Wars podcast, where we are breaking down everything from the galaxy far, far away. I am your host, Jake Berlin, and I am joined today by Grand Admiral Sino and Obi-Wan Jacoby himself. How is everyone doing? I just had a great idea, oh, but God. it's not going to work. I was going to say, you're joined <laughs> by the the Jedi Council itself, but we, we don't all have Jedi names. We can find a way to say that. We, I mean, I, we can find us Since it's usually us three. I mean, it's we're, we're called the panel. We can find a way to kind yes. of include, like, the force <clears throat> panel or... Or the, I don't know, we can figure out definitely a, a name. But see, you're that. Qui-Gon, he's Obi-Wan, and then I'm... Yeah, you're, you're just the loser. I just throw everything Well, uh, first of all, I will say hello <laughs> there, everyone. But second of all, there's there's a show, a previous Star Wars show that's no longer on called Jedi Council, so that might be tough. But I like the Padawan the pa- panel, because it's the Padawan, the Padawan panel. That is, that's what the name of the show should have been, Padawan panel. Um, okay, oh, so, know, right? <laughs> uh, you don't like that name, Brian? I like pa- Padawan Podcast. Yeah, but we're not really a podcast. We're, we're more of a, we're on video now. A show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Fair enough. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love the name Padawan Podcast. I mean, I remember when we were picking names, I had like a dozen of them. And the first thing Jacob said is like, I really like Padawan Podcast. We're rookies. Where yes. It just fit with what we were doing for Star Wars. Hey, but when we're like 40 years old, though, are we, still... we got we got to we're gonna have to rename it. Padawan we should podcast? we should uh, evolve at some point to a new name, right? Probably, maybe, maybe. Well, maybe we'll have younger people on the team at that time, and they can take over the Padawan uh, podcast, and we'll do we'll, a new we'll Star Wars show. We'll there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, so Jake ain't letting uh, this thing go. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, if you had joined us last week on our episode where we broke down the best moments in the original trilogy of Star Wars, um, this is episode two. And uh, if you had uh, not watched that show, a little breakdown of how we're doing this: we're uh, doing a series of shows where we are breaking down the best moments in the Star Wars trilogies. And last week we did the original trilogy, and this week we are tackling the prequel trilogy. We are going uh, how these movies were released. And so we're going to be talking about The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith today. And we're going to be talking about our best five moments in the trilogy. And this will come out later down the line as well, because once we wrap up this and the sequel trilogy, we're going to be doing a consensus list together uh, to reveal our best moments in Star Wars and the Skywalker saga, excuse me. Um, and so this is episode two. If you have not seen episode one, go watch that. I'll put a little card up in the corner here, and so you can click on that if you want to watch that. Uh, but for now, we're going to kick this off and talk about our best moments in the prequel trilogy. Before we get going, um, did anybody have an extremely hard time doing yes. these picking moments? Okay. Yes. I, mine, my most difficult was number five. Because five is the cusp of yeah. Uh, should it be not on? Yeah, it, yeah, I, I see that. I can see it? that. Yeah, I can see that. Jacob, what about you? Yes, uh, there's some on here. I'm like, oh my goodness, how how are they not in the top five? But I had the same issue with the uh, with the original trilogy as well. And so, because this is so tough, because there's four that aren't in my top five. And once you guys hear them, you're gonna be like, what? How are they not in your top five? So it just goes to show, even in the prequels, there's some yeah, great and, moments. Yeah, uh, and I think, I mean, I'm safe saying that out of the three trilogies, the prequels definitely have the most moments. Yeah, it, it's it's oh, definitely okay. to me, it's the busiest of the of the or trilogies. That's that's true. And uh, for me. Um, I mean, I guess not for me, but we learned last episode that all three of us have very different definitions of what a moment is. And so that's what makes it much more interesting and exciting. And so I'm very interested to see what you guys choose because 
And, and also to throw in, this is the trilogy that the three of us grew up yeah, on. Yeah, and that's how I was going to so say. So it's it's much more impactful for us because we watched it as kids, and these moments stuck what stuck with us for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all that said, let's go ahead and get this going. I started with Jacob last time. I'm going to start with Brian today. Okay. Kick us off, Miss, uh, Mr. Avicino. What is your fifth best moment of the prequel trilogy? So I was going back and forth with about three of these, and I think I've finally settled on my number five, and that would be uh, the scene where Anakin and Padme meet on Mustafar and just that whole play out. And it's just, to me, that was the best scene from Natalie Portman because she got to show, like, range of Like acting scene? Yes, because a lot of her scenes were just very much a stiff diplomatic Mm -hmm. didn't get to do anything but she's literally pleading to him Mm -hmm. like do not do this like this is and then you've got anakin where you're just you he's gone it's it's the turning point where you realize he's gone and then it just every time i see the when obi-wan's just standing up at the top like that and i'm like why did you go? <laughs> like, damn, you made this so much worse by being there. But uh, just that whole scene, the importance of that scene, seeing that he's he's lost at that point. Oh, he's gone for it. He's yeah. Done for yeah, I mean, he was he was gone when he was attacking the temple. But that's this is he's turning on Padme. Well, that's the moment Padme. that Padme died. Yeah, exactly. That's the moment that Padme died. And he's no longer, he hates Obi-Wan, and it's just that whole, the importance of that scene, I think, is why it's a moment for me. And it's a very dark moment. It's a very, very dark, and it's dark sad. Moment. Yeah, oh, 100%. Very well, I mean, sad. You, you, I mean, and we know that George, Luke, he, George, he tried to make a love story between the two of them, and whether it worked out or not, or whether your opinion's on it or not, um, this, it just... The way that it all turns out between the two of them um, is very, very heartbreaking in, in multiple ways. Yeah, I mean, Padme got f- force choked. Like, that's... It's crazy to think some... Like, he's literally been... I need to find any way to protect her. Anyway, I'm willing to do anything, blah, blah, blah. And then he literally does that mm-hmm. to her, so... Well, that's the thing that makes it tragic, is he's doing... The reason he went down the dark side was to protect her... And now that he's on the dark side, he's doing something like force choking yeah. her. And it's all, even though they never, you know, straight up say it, it's be, he's getting not jealous. He doesn't think that Obi-Wan's smashing Padme, but he gets not jealousy that some Padme. <laughs> he gets jealous that somebody that Padme is just with Obi-Wan in that right, moment. And I love the way Obi-Wan's standing there. And it is really a, a great. So we have there. we have a um, disturbing in a good way for for a apocalypse poster. now. <laughs> I think smashing Padme is our alternate Padawan shirt. <laughs> I can't. Oh my goodness! I, I can't, dude. I cannot I, get that out of my head. That's I think you just permanently ruined I, that scene with me. Oh my of god! Obi Wan just standing at <laughs> the top <laughs> with his arms on his hips. Oh my god. Hold on. Thank hey, you. you guys are lucky because, look, we're, this is a Star Wars show, so therefore it's a family show, and I, I chose to use a safe I, word instead of... Smashing Padme, man. I just... Oh, my God. That, 
that might oh my take goodness. the cake, Jacob. I don't know if it, 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 Smashing hey, Padme can I'm be I'm definitely top. buying that shirt if you make it. I think I, I don't think Please. I can put Smashing Padme. I think just Smashing, and we know what it means, yeah. probably is the best way to oh go about my it. God. I hey, if you put... You could have Obi Wan where like how he's stepping out of the ship and just like, smashing, <laughs> and then we we know what it means. Oh my god! Uh, all right, all right, move on. Well, let's try to get back on track here for a second. Um, my number five, uh, also from Revenge of the Sith. Um, <laughs> dude, I can't. I just I can't right uh, now. Oh my god! I'll never okay. be able to not think about that scene now without Jacob going in my head saying that. Okay, uh, uh, reel it back in. Um, okay, so number five for me also comes from Revenge of the Sith. And um, it's a very dark moment as well, but it's not as dark as that one. It is the moment between Palpatine and Anakin, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yep. Um, the, at the opera show, uh, it's, and as we learn, it's a moment that essentially um, created what we know of for the Rise of Skywalker as well. J.J. Abrams, that's his favorite moment from the prequel trilogy. And so that that's kind of the moment that kicked that movie off. But you know, sticking inside this moment, um, it's the moment that set Anakin down his path about you know immortality and saving someone and learning these things that he didn't know about before. And Palpatine digging his claws deeper into him. And we also learn about Palpatine and and Plagueis as well and uh, their history between each other and what Palpatine did to become who he is. And it's kind of like the. I don't, I don't necessarily know if it's like the reveal of him as a Sith Lord, but it's definitely the path to him being revealed as a Sith Lord. Um, You're not sure? See, now to me, that's definitive that he's the yeah. Sith Lord. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's also a moment that like... But Anakin doesn't realize I, right? it in that Yeah, moment. I know, it's right? Um, but it's, it's also a moment that like, out of all the prequel moments... Um, it's the one I want to see most on screen. Like mm -hmm. it, he talks about killing the master, or that his apprentice killed his master for these reasons. I want to <clears> see <throat> that happen on screen. Um, maybe in a book one day, uh, or, or like a comic book. But I feel like that's a cool moment to see on screen. So um, for me, number five, uh, Dark Plagueis the Wise between Palpatine and Anakin. Yeah, I mean, for me, that that was one of my ones that was battling for the fifth spot. Um, it's It almost blows my mind that we haven't gotten anything from it just because of how important that scene is. I know we got the um, Darth Plagueis book, but it, the one that's not canon, um, and that's, like, I mean, as close as we've really gotten to it. Um, which is still great. Yeah, just to that, read, and that's what know. I've heard. Like people, have, the book's incredible. Yeah, yeah people have fought great. for that book to be canon, mm -hmm. uh, or at least parts of it. Um, but that scene is just like it's like Jacob said. How did he not figure it out at that point? Like it, it it's it's there's a reason why it's people's favorite scene. He he might have known deep down, but on the surface, he definitely. You know, just spaced. Yeah, so. I love the part where. Well, he Palpatine was—it's was, like Palpatine was trying to let him know yeah. without directly yeah. saying it, and we know because there's a scene later on in the movie when Anakin says, "You're the yep. Sith Lord," and yep. then he pulls his lightsaber out on him. So he didn't know until that moment, yeah. which is just wild. I just love how he talks yeah. to his when he's just sitting there watching the opera, and he just goes, "Leave us." Ian McDermott's voice is incredible. It's—it's just—it's amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Um, all right, Jacob. What is your number five, sir? My number five is from 
the worst live action Star Wars movie of ever, and that is Attack of the Clones. But there are some great things in Attack of the Clones, just like there's great things in every single Star Wars movie. Uh, maybe not the <laughs> original, the animated Clone Wars movie, but we can talk about that another day. Uh, this is the speeder chase on Coruscant. Uh, Interesting. In, I forgot about that. Basically, um, Anakin, the speeder chase, and then Anakin diving off, jumping off of the speeder and just free falling onto so the surface. Awesome. I, Coruscant is my favorite planet in Star Wars because it's so vibrant and just so it's just a big city it's like a a whole planet that's just new york or something like that but it's also their washington Mm dc as well it's their political center so it is such a cool city and i'm so upset that we didn't spend more time on coruscant or that we're not we don't ever go back to coruscant we, we, I think we definitely should one day. It has such a rich history, and you could do so many things with it. So seeing that city in action was so cool, and just seeing how careless Anakin was. This was our introduction to him as an adult in action, and it, it is one of the good things about Attack of the Clones, how he showing off how free-spirited Anakin is and, and just how much he doesn't – he acts first and thinks later. And it, that's kind of the opposite of Obi Wan. One hundred. So I mean, there's the that part where yeah. he literally says, "I hate when he does." Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I it, love. I love that yeah. line. When he's, and it's like, Anakin is such. He's so cool because he's jumping off there, and if a normal human being did that, they would die because they would get hit by a speeder. But because Anakin's a Jedi and he has the Force, he's able to sense and make sure he's falling at the right time and everything so such a cool moment i, I love it's also that scene. it also plays into him being the chosen one right i mean how many jedi yes I, I, no matter what how many i mean we don't even know if, jedi, if anakin was essentially feeling that but if he was feeling that situation about no matter where it was he was going to land on that ship how many jedi would have in fact really been feeling that and so oh it, it's really kind of like a thing just for him it felt like anyway and yeah. it it just kind of step by step it showed us again why he was the chosen one or supposed to be the chosen one and why he was so powerful he it just came so easy to him and he just didn't really like care about what got in his way he was always going to get the job done no matter what no matter what the case was and that's a perfect example of it early on in the movie too yeah and it is it one of our first times where we have obi-wan saying he hates flying this is why yes. he hates flying yes it's it's funny because it's just it's another one of those things where it just mm-hmm. repeatedly like uh, i hate flying that type of stuff but uh, <laughs> yeah no that scene i mean that is the action scene that kind of lo- almost kicks off the movie it's not the kickoff of the movie but i mean that whole scene you definitely remember it when you think of that movie when it leads it leads them on uh, the whole scene in entirety, it leads him on the goose chase of Jango Fett and the Camino, or the Camino uh, itself, and all this stuff, and which is the center of the movie. So yeah. Um, all right, Brian. Moving on to number four. What what slides in at that number four spot for you? Uh, for number me. For number, for number me. For wow. Number. <laughs> it's because I almost said my original trilogy one. So I was like, wait. Uh, for number four, uh, I have uh, the pod racing. Just I mean. It's yes. you have to have pod racing. You it's 
Actually, I take back what I said about uh, Darth Plagueis about being the the one thing I want to see from the prequels. Pod racing is the one you thing always I want to see from you the prequels. Always, anytime anyone pod racing series, uh, man, uh, let's I do want it. to follow a pod racer. That's what I want. <clears throat> yeah, anytime anyone brings up pod racing, you always oh, are like that's dude. pretty much the line that comes from you is that I want a pod racing series, and it's almost kind of funny how we haven't really because that was one of the biggest parts for people in the movie. It's so awesome. I had. Sabolba's toy. I had so Anakin's cool. pod racer toy. It, it's it's awesome, and it doesn't just take place on on Tatooine. It's everywhere. Yeah. And so you could just imagine like a pod racing series where they travel from planet to planet, and the tracks are on different planets. Like that would be awesome. Yes. That would be so. It's sick. like their NASCAR. Exactly. It, that, in a way. It would, and oh. the funny thing is, no humans can do it. So. And you can tell it. You can maybe tell in the future or the past where there were a few humans that can do it. But do you have to be force sensitive to be able to do it as a human? That Who would knows? be very interesting. But again, it. I've been saying it for a long time. I want something where an alien is leading it, and this could be the perfect thing. Yeah. Because only them are really capable of doing it outside of Anakin. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like you could have a, a human character yes. in there, but maybe not as the maybe main like character. Like a mechanic, yeah. like a mechanic human or something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the uh, Nintendo 64 game. And yeah. That, yeah. Yes. That is one of my favorite right? games ever. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could, I guess you could kind of say re- that resist, uh, resistant show kind of. It's like, Oh, Star Wars Resistance. Yeah. They, did the, they did Well, they, did well, the they do the racing with the – Loosely yeah. based. But I want like a – I love your idea of them going to different – yeah, a, a different track on different planets. It doesn't have to stay on one planet. Like they travel from planet to planet doing these races because we know how many of them are in the world or in the galaxy. There's so many we haven't seen, and so there's so cool. many sides of planets that we've never seen before. Oh, absolutely. Like, what if they went to Endor, but they didn't go to the Endor that we know, and they go to the other side and something completely different? Yeah, I mean, one of the moons. Yeah, like, exactly. One of the moons. Even better. Like, it's it's something that just is weighed in. Imagine how fans would react if they announced a pod racing series. They You're would kidding lose. me? They would lose their mind. Oh my, People would go oh crazy. Do you know how many Disney Plus subscribers they would get <clears> if they put it on Disney Plus, like a series, like an eight-episode series? Can you imagine? do like four seasons? Can you imagine if they did a, like maybe just a one-season pod racing live-action thing? Like people would. Yeah, and you know they would have the huts would be gambling yep. on it, and there would be like a mob thing where they're betting on it's like it. An under, and, and it's almost like an underworld. The, exactly. Like an underworld type of series yeah. where there's yeah. like this. Like maybe maybe it's a racer who's who got hired by someone to be undercover and he's trying to get a plot and it's not just about racing, yeah. right? Like there's some subplot where he's trying to capture somebody or find out answers and there's your series right there. Yeah, and you don't need a you don't need Job of the Hut. You can take one of the huts from uh, a different hut, uh, yeah. Clone Wars. You can place it at any time too. Because what, what was the annoying speech? Zero, the zero. Hut. I was zero the Uno. Hut. Yeah, he was awful. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean. It, we'll talk about it later on, obviously, because I'm sure it's. I mean, we'll talk about it later on for, <laughs> for one one reason or another. <laughs> um, okay, so my number four is the beginning of Return or Revenge of the Sith is the uh, battle over Coruscant. Mm. Uh, I Ugh. love this entire sequence. Now, there's definitely moments in it. I love the moment where the Buzz Droids are on Obi Wan and Anakin kind of flies him in and is shoving a ship on the Jedi fighter and bre- breaking off the Buzz Droids. R2 zapping the buzz droids on Anakin's ship. Is that when when uh, Obi-Wan's droid dies? Yes. Mm-hmm. His, his head gets taken oh. off. Yeah, his head gets taken off. Yeah. Every um, time a droid dies, I think it's like, uh, oh. R, R4, right? Yeah, I think it's the I think name, so. R4. 
Um, I think so, yeah. But and then you obviously you can go inside the ship as well when you know Anakin cuts off Dooku's head and that whole moment. Um, but it's just for me, I love and it goes back to my car thing. But I love seeing dogfights and mm-hmm. you know car chases and that type of stuff. And so seeing the Jedi fighters, those small little ships and how they sound and how they look. Like, I love those ships. And seeing them fly. So cool. And seeing how Anakin is where, you know, Obi-Wan is trying to shift and maneuver to get these buzz droids around. And Anakin, like, he moves his hydraulics and he spins and they all crash into each mm-hmm. other. Like, how smart he is as a pilot. Um, it goes back to what Obi-Wan said in New Hope about your father was a great pilot. He's one of the, the best. Pod racing. The, the best pilot I've ever seen. And, and it just shows us, again, the power behind Anakin and how good he is and even though Obi-Wan's the master, Anakin's the one saving the day again. And so... Um, and he makes comments about <laughs> exactly. that, too. And so it's just... It's such a cool moment, and it, it started this movie off on such a good note, and it's one of the reasons why I love the movie so much. Um, but yeah, it, Battle of Coruscant, it might be one, if not my favorite space battle to date. Visually, so. it's amazing, Oh, yeah, too. visually, it's incredible. Like, you yeah. see the, the planet below, mm-hmm. the colors are flashing by. I love... The look of the Republic cruiser ships. Yeah, the red with the gray or whatever, it, it, yeah. It's just, it visually, it's probably up there as one of the best space battle fights. And it, it's it's one of the last times we've seen that because we didn't get a lot of it in the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's really like one of the last times we saw it in Star Wars. And it was so massive. Outside of Rogue yeah, One. Yeah. Rogue, we saw it in Rogue One a little bit, yeah. That's arguably the best scene in the whole entire mm-hmm. prequels. Like it, it really is. And thing for me why i love that so much is because in in attack of the clones and even in revenge of the sith they split obi-wan and anakin up Great all the point. time Great they're point. always going and doing different miss- missions this is where we get to see them working together which is why i love yeah, it yeah i mean look at clone wars they're they're apart they're, the entire time always uh-huh. not together and what do we love yeah. more and, I thought the whole point of the prequels was to show us them together. <laughs> yeah. and Anakin's Well, and that was turn, the best part of the prequels was their relationship. That was the mm-hmm. best part. Exactly, and we got, yeah. And that's probably one of the things that we got least of. Yeah. So, um, all right, Jacob, what is your number four, sir? Well, speaking of that opening of Revenge of the Sith, I it is involved in that, but it's a specific moment. It is when Obi-Wan and Anakin are fighting Dooku. And I forget, is Anakin injured or to the side and dooku defeats obi-wan uh i, I forget what's which, going which, on when when obi-wan when Obi- <clears throat> so they're fighting obi-wan gets like they're fighting and something. dooku uh force pushes him up against the railing and gets knocked out and then he pushes okay. the bridge so on then, top of him anakin fights him yes, by with himself the two sabers he, when he whoops yeah. him and then sidious says do it and he <laughs> has and he cuts the off the greatest his head. meme of all time I like, do his, it. I like his do it with like do it. Oh, it's 100% yeah. Palpatine voice. Yeah, do it. <laughs> um, so I just I love that moment when Anakin decides to kill him because he could have he could have taken him in and arrested him and all that what you, the Jedi are supposed to do. Obi-Wan was unconscious and didn't see what happened. So this was basically I feel like it was Anakin's real first step in that movie towards going to the towards the dark side. And he he gave in and he did what Palpa- exactly what Palpatine wanted him to do. So that's why I love that. Yeah, moment. Yeah, so. uh, we saw for, up to that moment we saw the free, the the free flowing, happy young Annie that we knew for so long. Like like we mentioned him in yeah. the ship. Like he was he was literally having fun. Like he he was just having fun with life. But in that moment, 
you can tell like that's when Palpatine started kind of put his claws inside of him and he did something that Jedi wouldn't do normally in killing someone like that. Um, even though they didn't know that at that point. I don't know if they knew that he was a Sith Lord uh, Dooku at that moment. He was just the guy leading the charge for the other side. Yeah, I think he was just the leader of the Separatists exactly, at that point. Exactly. And, it's, it's a great moment. It's a great and moment. this is definitely, in my opinion, your first taste of him accepting the dark side. Because... You shouldn't be cutting people's heads it's off. It's a that great don't... lightsaber fight too. It's, yeah, it's a really good lightsaber fight as well. Yeah, so. I mean he's literally doesn't even have hands at this point. Mm-hmm. So like he's completely that move. Helpless. That move though, when he does cut Dooku's mm-hmm. hands off, is dope. How he moves the saber around and he grabs Dooku's saber. Oh yeah. Oh, that so is amazing. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um. All right, Brian. Moving on to number three. Let's get into our top three. What is your number three moment of the prequel trilogy? Uh, my number three moment comes from the black stain of the prequels, which is episode two. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it is uh, the Battle of uh, Genosis. What? The black stain of the prequels. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, Another T-shirt. Hey! <laughs> well, uh, that, I bet you that would sell. I bet you that would sell. Pro- it probably would. Uh, but... Uh, just when like, just the arena, the arena scene with all the light, with all the Jedi. Yeah, if I even if I had to like shorten it to one part, mm-hmm. it would just be the arena part. Like not even the like when they flee to go get Dooku. Like just that arena scene where they come in and you just see all the lightsabers light up, and it's just like. Finally, like it's just, this is what I've been wanting to see is a war with the Jedi, just all of them there, like ready to take all these droids down. And yeah, I, if you're telling me like, okay, let's watch Attack of the Clones, and I'm like, okay, let me just watch one part. It would be this. It, I literally, as a kid, would probably just turn that scene on and just watch it yeah. over and over again. It's a, it's a really good moment. You see all those different colors pop up, and you see Mace Windu's gangster, where he just comes up behind uh, Jango Fett. And is, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great. Like, uh, yeah. there, there's a lot of cool. It's it's definitely a really. I mean, the whole battle itself is is pretty brilliant. Um, just the way that I mean, obviously the way it looks as well. Um, but the arena scene itself with the Jedi fighting everybody is is super cool. And you see Anakin and Obi Wan and Mace and all of these Kit Fisto and all these characters that we know finally come together on screen is the first time we see more than two more than three people with a lightsaber in their hands on screen together and just that iconic scene of all of them standing with one another even though they're surrounded they're all standing with one another and it's 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 what we want from star wars we want to see something like that with the jedi and it's the only moment we have in all these movies so yeah absolutely I completely agree. It almost made my list. It's definitely one of my honorable mentions. It's it's the only time you can go to where you show mold that many Jedi at once with lightsabers. And I hope we get something like that in the future because it is one of my favorite three. moments. Um, all right. So my number three, hitting that three spot on my list, is uh, it was already mentioned. It was pod racing. Um, yeah. Pod racing, uh, it, it's just it's such a beautiful sequence. I mean – the way that these things move and, you know, it, obviously the way that Anakin flies and drives and um, just how intelligent he is as such a young kid um, using the Force without knowing he's using the Force. And so Bulba, such an interesting character. Uh, such an ass. The way it's set up with 
with you know the huts kind of uh, dealing with it from what we know on Tatooine anyway on this pod racing uh, uh, set and um, yeah I mean there's so many sick sweet moments inside the race itself where Anakin goes off track and he's shifting gears and everything and then goes flying past the bulb as he comes back down and um, you know as I mentioned more than enough times I'm car and dogfight type of guy the scene is set up for me perfectly um, you guys were mentioning the pod racing game I remember playing it on Lego Star Wars. Mm, um, and okay. That I loved playing it on Lego Star Wars because if you if you blew up your ship went into Lego pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. So it, it if they don't do a series, I want to see a pod racing game. I think that would be sweet. Yeah. Do another like updated pod racing. A game. new one. Yeah. So that, uh, number three for me is is pod racing from the Phantom. You made me think of a part that always used to make me laugh in the pod racing scene is when the Tuscan Raiders shoot him and then they, they <laughs> yeah. hit him and they're like, hey, yeah, yeah, we oh, got yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pod racing is so iconic. It's we talked about this before, but it's like Fast and the Furious yes. in, yeah. in space, and especially how. It reminds me so much of a car not starting when the race starts and Anakin's pod won't start. And then and then he gets going and then he just takes off really fast. I, I love that moment. And the sound, the sound of the pod racing is so amazing. I they must have won sound mixing that year and I'm, sound editing at I'm the Oscars. Gonna, that, I'm they, interesting. They I'm gonna look it up right now, actually. That's interesting. Because that I can't remember any better moment in any movie where the sound is so incredible mixed with the with the score and everything I, yeah i agree and how they made it feel like a real sport who would have thought that when back when we were uh back when uh, the prequels came out or we were expecting the prequels who would have thought that okay we're we're expecting lightsabers we're expecting anakin and darth vader but who would have thought we would got a pod racing thing or just any type of sport related thing in star wars and i don't know if we'll ever see it again but i i hope we do because it is is so iconic again coming up clutch with an idea um it it got nominated for visual effects sound mixing and sound editing but it didn't win any of them wow oh the matrix probably won all of those uh that's the reason why it went up against the matrix that's probably why Uh, okay (laughs) Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's move on to what is it? Number two? Hitting that two spot already? Already at me. Oh, at I think two? it's my. Oh, it's your, it's oh, your yeah, number three. You are it. correct. You are correct. Yes, you're number three. Yes. So I have another one from Attack of the Clones, and that is man. This could easily be my number one, to be honest. But it is Obi Wan versus Jango Fett. I love <sighs> this scene. It is that. so incredible, and it's it's combined with. Obi-Wan going to Kamino to investigate. Mm -hmm. He feels kind of like Batman in that scene because he's he's investigating and he's kind of a detective detective. in that moment. Yeah, and he's he's just (laughs) and he's just kind of like lingering around (laughs) and trying to figure this out. And when he meets Jango Fett in his room before that scene, and they're kind of just trying to fill each other out and figure out what's going on. And then he runs out there in the rain. It's just a beautiful scene. And to me, it is my favorite scene in Attack of the Clones. It is absolutely incredible. And, of course, my favorite character in action. And it, you know what's really cool about this? It's not Jedi versus Jedi. It's not soldier versus soldier or bounty hunter versus bounty hunter. It's bounty hunter versus Jedi. Mm-hmm. It's the first time we get that legitimately for a good amount of time. That scene is like, what? at least 10 minutes, mm-hmm. maybe even more. 
and it's everything that happens is, is so cool in that moment. Yeah, it actually, it's funny. You brought this scene up. Uh, there is an honorable mention, but it's just like a stupid little thing that makes me crack up every time is when Jango's escaping and he gets on his ship. If you look closely, the uh, slave one's door smacks him in the head. Really? You've never noticed it? No. Does it really? So watch it when I'm gonna have to watch that wow. over. <laughs> when you when he get when he's escaping at the very end of that and he walks into the slave one, the the slider door comes down and smacks him in the head and you could see the actor like or whoever it was like Interesting. Yeah. So huh, interesting. No, I mean I th- it's it's a real and it's it's all my honorable mentions. I'll say it right Absolutely. now. It is it is an honorable mention for me. Um, it's really brilliant because you also see, you know, you get this Jedi, this Jedi bounty hunter fight, um, obviously knowing about Boba Fett in the past and everything, but you kind of see the Jedi get, get beat a little bit here with different tactics outside of what we normally see. And we see how good Jango Fett is at what he, he worked does. Him. Yeah. And so it, it's a really cool sequence and obviously seeing more Obi-Wan and stuff like this is always what we want to see. Um, but it was a really cool, and it's also the setting too. They're in this pouring rain mm-hmm. with the ocean below them. They're on a, uh, yes. a hangar, you know, in, on Camino, and it's just a really cool setting for it all too. And the idea behind it of like Jango Fett is the prime, the prime clone. We can call him, we can call him Clone A essentially. He is, is the want. reason why the exactly, and yeah. and you know, previously learning about Sifo-Dyas and all that stuff and how Jango was involved. And there's definitely a cool little story connection there because that's essentially what the movie is based on is this story and it kind of comes to it a heat with these two and um it, it's definitely one of the better fights in the prequels for sure i definitely agree with you yeah it's it's yeah, funny awesome go ahead jacob oh no go ahead sorry no, i was well, just agreeing with jake fun- i was gonna say it's funny because to me like what obi-wan was doing is exactly what the jedi should only be doing and not being war generals like they are investigating mm-hmm. this type of thing. He comes across someone that is trying to essentially kill him or he's trying well, he's trying to question that person, which leads to the Jedi defending himself. Yeah. So it, I always took that scene as very much like a this is how they should have been, but the lure of Sidious's plan to draw them out and turn them against they're trying to be warriors and stuff i i i appreciate this scene for what it is yeah i definitely agree all right let's move on to number two brian uh hitting that runner-up spot what comes in at number two so this might i mean i it's almost kind of like why isn't this number one but for me it is anakin versus obi-wan that whole a whole fight scene I, the end of the movie the lightsaber battle to end all lightsaber battles like i mean that thing went on and on and on and the choreography <laughs> that they had to have done to do this whole thing it was like a dance mm-hmm. it literally was a, a dance there's points where they're like balancing and just everything and that scene just the, is incredible and of course the sad part at the end but it's yeah that's the, i mean it kind of plays into my number uh five of padme it's just that whole that that literally is what the two movies 
before mm-hmm. were was leading up to mm-hmm. was that ending and it's just it's it blows my mind like just how well that's to me that almost might have been the saving grace of these three movies how good that part is because if you just had like a um ending to it people probably would hate these well, it's, things well it's it's what it's what the prequels needed to come to. It's like yeah. the, it's the moment that the entire three movies were leading up to is yeah. seeing that moment and him officially becoming Vader and mm-hmm. seeing how he became this robotic monster that he was in the original trilogy. And um, I will reserve any further comments <laughs> yeah, for later on. <laughs> this is where I feel like we're gonna have a lot of. Sh- I I feel like the the two and one are probably gonna be very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my number two. Uh, might be number one for both of you. Uh, it is Duel of Fates. It is the Phantom Menace. Um, Duel nice. of Fates. It's a moment that will live on in Star Wars forever. Um, not just because of how the fight was and how you saw these three these three guys, you know, just going at it for so long. But you see Maul really be Maul for the first time. You see the double sided lightsaber, which is the first time we ever see that. We see Obi-Wan for the first time really do his thing as Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon, one of my favorite characters, you know, uh, Liam Neeson as his character kind of just whoops some ASS. Um, And then obviously that moment at the end where Qui-Gon dies and Obi-Wan's in his arms, or he's in Obi-Wan's arms, and before that cutting down Darth Maul, and just the whole thing is just brilliant. Um, And it's a reason (laughs) why it's, it's considered the best lightsaber fight in the entire saga. Uh, but the whole moment is is pretty brilliant, and it it led to Obi Wan training Anakin, and Anakin falling to the dark side, and it's it's an important moment for everything going forward. So I will stay mum. <laughs> I'm sure both of you will stay mum. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I'll say is Brian was saying the fight between Obi Wan and Anakin was like a dance. This really yeah, felt mm-hmm. like a choreographed dance, and uh, some people say that as a negative, but to me, I always fight back with, well, the Jedi were trained to fight in certain styles and there's different styles of fighting and it's almost like the way they were trained to fight is all Mm -hmm. was choreographed in that universe so that's the reason why they're fighting like that where it looks so designed like it was meant to be that way and yeah we i'm pretty sure we'll be talking about it maybe in honorable mentions or something who knows okay okay i think that's a lie but that's okay uh mr barley what is your number two (laughs) um my number two is uh, in Revenge of the Sith, and it is the moment that Anakin vows to Darth Sidious, or and, and bows to him, and is named Darth Vader, and Palpatine says, "Rise," and I just that because that is literally the moment he is named Darth Vader, and I I love that moment because it is right after. He kills, they kill Mace Windu, kind of tag team and kill Mace Windu. And Anakin kill, assisting in killing Mace Windu is that that was the moment where there's no going back. He just killed what the, basically the number two yep. in the Jedi Council and all to save Padme, which we know Palpatine was manipulating this whole time. But it just, it's crazy to me because you, you're seeing Anakin through the three movies and he you can tell and and i've i do think hayden christensen for the most part was doing a pretty good job there are some scenes obviously where it's just terrible and it's not his fault it's the dialogue but there are some scenes where he's 
acting very well and he pulls things off and it's hard because you know Anakin and we see it in the Clone Wars he has good in him he really does but it was just the dark side is just too seductive and it's hard to turn away from and especially when it's either okay save the person you love and the person you care about the most or not and that was his choice that's the choice he was faced with and him letting go of all his good and vowing in that moment is just crazy to me it's just i it's hard because he you know he let go at that moment and i just think it's such a powerful well it's moment. the only time we ever see a jedi do that we heard we hear about you know dooku fell to the dark side a lot of other characters have fallen to the dark side but we actually get to physically see it on screen happen um, yes i agree with you i think i think this is probably his best acted moment in the entire Outside of the beginning of the movie yes. when he's in the ship and having fun and kind of just being a, a guy, this was his best like f- like acting scene. That moment where he's like, what have I done? Like that type of stuff. Like, yeah. Very emotional and he plays it very well. Um, you know, I, I've, I've said in the past that I think that the turn and the way that it happens is kind of a little bit of a cheesy thing for me. But I think it was it was well done for what it was leading up to. And I can see why um, him that moment where he's crowned Vader can definitely be one of the best moments in the, in the prequel trilogy. I'm actually going to disagree. I don't particularly care for this scene. Um, I feel it's fair. like it was too rushed, in my opinion. Um, I think he should have gotten the title of Darth Vader when he put... The at the very one. end, when that whole thing... Because for me, when I saw it, it's like, he's like, you're Darth Vader now. Like, he just pulled the name out of a hat. And then uh, Anakin's just so willing to be like, okay, yeah, it's true. Whatever you want, Master. Like, that... I I appreciate the scene for what it, 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 what it is and the importance of that scene. I just don't like how, like was structured i guess like i personally would have rather seen him name him darth vader with the suit on so the thing is though when basically in that moment anakin agreed to be his apprentice and in in the rule of two now that he's an apprentice in 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 the way that at least sidious does it he he's now a darth and he has to have a darth title whether or not because he didn't know that Anakin was going to get burned up and need a robotic suit. So in, in, in Sidious's mind, he's thinking, okay, I just have Anakin now as a human being. He's Darth Vader now, just like we didn't see it on screen. But when, when Dooku becomes his apprentice, he named him Darth Tyrannus. And it's, it's more of a, okay, now you're my Sith apprentice. You have to have a Sith name. And then he named him that. Yeah, so I get it. That's how I, I look at it. I just, but I do agree with you. Where the hell did he come up with Darth Vader? I was going to say that. Did he just, did he already plan it or did he just think of it right there in the moment? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just had a whole, one of the biggest things for me, I love like the history of things and not getting, he, Count Dooku was just Darth Tyrannus. And then all of a sudden he just pulled the name of Darth Vader out of a hat. It, it, it almost like took away the importance of being named a Darth. And so that scene always kind of just rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. But I agree with the importance of that scene in general. 
Hey, at least um, Sidious is good at coming up with names. <laughs> uh, all right, gentlemen. Well, it is that time. Number one moment of the prequel trilogy. Brian, start us off. What is your numero uno? Uh, it's obvious. It's dual fates for me. Um, that was my first true, tried well. and true, like, lightsaber scene as a kid. Like... You watch as as a kid, you kind of don't appreciate like the older movies where it, it noticeably like you're watching something that seems old. Yeah. So for the like for us being like the modern age of movie and stuff like that, to see this movie and that double sided lightsaber and in my most impressionable stage of life, if you will. I mean, I watched that thing probably over a hundred times. Just even if it's just that scene, just the fight scene. I remember as a kid being a dork and having the lightsabers and trying to like mimic the scene. <laughs> and it's just it, it's the music with it, everything about it. In fact, I was I'm a coach for a, a track team, and literally the last event of. Uh, the track meet yesterday that we went to was uh, the 4x400, which is the baton handoff. They literally started the the, the race, the, them getting with in the, the blocks fates. with dual fates. <laughs> and it was the greatest what? thing I have nice. ever seen. And it now should be mandatory because, <laughs> it, it. I mean, like, you saw people getting hyped because of this, just because they know, like, the scene that mm-hmm. comes from mm-hmm. that music and like you could see the runners were like getting into it like oh man it's on just that whole scene for me is just like perfect it's literally perfect and the heartbreak at the end of it of Qui-Gon getting uh killed and then Obi-Wan promising to take care of Anakin even though he objected to Anakin yep. from the moment he laid eyes on him and uh, I mean, it, it, that whole scene is just amazing, amazing to me. So it honestly probably would be at least top three, and for me at least, in anything. We'll see, we'll see where it lands in the consensus list. Yeah. So, um, all right, my number one. Uh, I already talked about Dual Fate, so that is my not, not my number one. It is Obi Wan versus Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. Um, I love the fighting, but more so, it's actually. Uh, the high ground scene uh, right after Obi-Wan cuts down Anakin's limbs and he's uh, essentially lighting himself on fire. Um, It's that conversation of, you know, uh, you were the chosen one. You were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. You were my brother. I loved you. Uh, And he's like, I hate you. All that, like just the entire conversation, that moment, the emotional tug because of we've seen these characters grow for uh, a, you know, a movie in ninety percent, essentially, almost to an almost two entire movies, and then it's just ripped apart for for that whole thing. And Obi Wan's right; they are brothers. They're brothers going at it, and the conversation uh, that just that that went down between the two of them, and how far gone Anakin was at that moment, how different he was from the Anakin in the very beginning of the movie to that moment now. Um, following the Padme thing and following the fight. And then it's just, yeah, it was a dark turn. It was a, a dark result, but 
It was put on screen beautifully, and I think Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen played it awesome. Um, and, you know, I, I mention all the time, but I can quote, I can say that scene dialogue-wise, like word for <laughs> word, and it's one of my all-time favorite moments in Star Wars, period. So, Yeah, I mean, you get... Yes, it is an all-time great in, in the Star Wars trilogy. It um, It's very heartbreaking and... and uh, Ewan McGregor is amazing in that scene, his acting ability. And I do think, you know, a lot of people make fun of the high ground thing, but I, I think it was, it, it led to that moment where it, it shows exactly what we've been talking about, how Anakin is over cocky and, you know, is overconfident and Obi-Wan and he, and reactionary and Obi-Wan's the opposite. And that's exactly how Obi-Wan beat him is because of those weaknesses and strengths. So it is definitely obviously Brian had it in his list. It is in my honorable mention, so it is definitely up there. Shame. I'm not even gonna say Shame. anything after him. Shame. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> yeah. Shame bell to you. Um, all right, well let's move on to the final number one of the show. What is your numero uno, Mr. Bartley? Well, yeah, you I mean you guys had to have figured because there's I can only have one more left, right? And there's still duel of the fates. And isn't um Anakin and Obi Wan's fight called something it's called duel of the something i'm not sure i think it's called like duel of the galaxy or something like that but uh but yeah mine is duel of the fates it is absolutely duel of the fates this this fight just defines my my love for star wars it really does and just like brian said we were kids going to watch this i remember watching this in the movie theaters and freaking out and i I collected all of those those little three and a half inch figures, the ones that had like the little chips connected to you've them. Oh, them. Oh, yeah, have, you've talked about those before. I li- yeah. I'm gonna bring them from home next time. I have them. <laughs> those are amazing, and I used to, I lost them all, but I used to collect those, and I I remember having the Darth Maul one, the du- double sided lightsaber. Even though as I've gotten older, I I learned to love the original trilogy more because it, they're just better in my opinion as stories, but. The prequels gave us so much mythology, so many characters. They never even used the word Sith until in the movies until the prequels. So they gave us all these things. And this moment of Duel of the Fates, it's I agree with you, Jake. Qui-Gon is one of my favorite characters. He only was in one movie and he had such a huge impact. And you have him in there, you have Obi-Wan in there, a young Obi-Wan, and you have Darth Maul, who I love all three of those characters. And this is just a you know a choreographed you know it looks like it's a ballet performance but they're just killing it and the the thing for me it's weird because Darth Maul was keeping up with both of them but then he was able to defeat Qui-Gon and then but Obi-Wan's able to outsmart him in the end which in in my notes I put a duel of fates and then in parentheses I put Obi-Wan stepping the f up because he was the one who who was able to? You're the king of guy. names today, dude. This what guy. is going on? <laughs> you should do it where, where Obi Wan's looking up like this, where he's holding on to the thing, and he's like Obi Wan stepping the f up. I don't know, <laughs> but um, I, <laughs> I, I do, yeah, because he's my favorite character. And as a kid, even though he's older than than we were, he was, you know, he looks like he's like seventeen. I think he's supposed, he's supposed to be. To, like I think 17. he's supposed to be a teenager in that moment because there's a ten year gap between that and the next movie. Exactly. So, I, I kind of identified with Anakin a little bit, I guess, as a kid. But I was more. I was looking up. Obi Wan was like the cool older brother at that time, and I just loved that character. And 
who didn't want a little cool Padawan braid back then? <laughs> I, I, I tried to no, get one. No, it's kind of dumb now, but back then with I wanted you. one. Yeah. No, it's it's brilliant, man. It's uh, from from the way it's choreographed to the way that the actors played it to the way that the music intensifies in certain mu- moments. Like we talk about it a lot about how scores they they engage you in the storytelling more, and they kind of really bring out a sense of the watching more so than it wouldn't be in there. The score is the MVP of this entire moment. Mm-hmm. Like it really is. Like this yes. moment would not be what it is without that score. And um, it's, it's really a synonymous score. Exactly. Like, and it's, it's brilliant how it all shapes out and, and how it's kind of just how, how it's told from certain perspectives. And so I, I do not argue with anybody who has it at number one. Um, there's a reason it's at my number two. And to answer your question, Jacob, it's called The Duel of Mustafar. That's the name of it. Oh, so, okay. Well, yeah. that makes sense, right? It's very simple. <laughs> so. um, and yeah. it's funny because Darth Maul had the high ground. Yeah, <laughs> and still lost. If you think about it, because he was hanging on the. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he definitely probably could have swung a saber at Obi Wan as he's trying to jump up, but you well, know, Maul didn't expect exactly. that. Exactly, he doesn't. Anakin basically told Obi Wan he exactly. was going to jump. Exactly. So, uh, cool. All right. Well, let's get to some honorable mentions before we run down our list. Uh, just start throwing them out, guys. Anything that really stands out to you that was not made the top five? Go ahead, Jacob. Well, numbers, it's, I mean, it should be on my list, to be honest, but it's Obi-Wan versus Anakin. It's like, that's, it's so iconic and that it should be, it's number six for sure. I definitely have the opera scene, the, uh, the Darth Plagueis, the wise scene. Definitely. I have the, the Jedi, the Jedi army battle of Geonosis. Um, I have the pod race and then I have, um, one that we haven't talked about. I have, I think it's an Attack of the Clones when Dooku has Obi Wan held yeah, hostage, that mm-hmm. and they have that conversation, and it's where we learn that that uh, Dooku was Yoda's yep. apprentice and he was Qui Gon's yep. master. And I just love knowing. I remember as a kid during that scene, I was like, "What? No way!" And then now you know that it was because if you think about it, this is all just a trickle down effect of Yoda training Dooku, Dooku training Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon it's training Obi-Wan, tree. Obi-Wan training it's, it, Anakin. Exactly. It it's really a family is. tree of all of it. And yeah. that's why I love that I, I'm moment. with you on that one. That, 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 that's a huge part of all this is all the main yeah. Jedi outside of Mace Windu that we know, they're all connected. They're all connected through yes. trainings and through years. And it, it all leads back to Yoda, which is why everyone who, you know, who dissects Star Wars more thinks that Yoda was one of the dumbest jedi to ever live because of all this stuff and it's a conversation for another day but um that is something that gets overlooked a lot is that how like you said how much of a trickle effect it all was for these characters um and then anakin trained who yeah. <laughs> ahsoka uh, I, yeah, well she's she's the good part of it all so um no oh, okay, 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 okay that okay, was okay. the last no, I was Jacob, saying, his like, look, look when you happened. said that. She was the last one in the Oh, line, yes, right? yes, yes, she was. She was. His look was like, he better not say anything bad about us. <laughs> no, no, no. I was saying the opposite. I was saying, like, it. that's what came out of it is yes, Ahsoka. Yes, um, Okay, so for me, I have two. Um, you know, one was mentioned, the Battle of Geniosis. We mentioned that. I already talked about that, lightsaber and stuff. One that we haven't mentioned, and it to a lot of people, including myself, it could have it could have been told at a much more grander scale. But that is Order sixty six and Return or Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And it the reason why it didn't make my five is because I felt like we were shortchanged with it. In my opinion, I felt like it could have definitely been lengthened out a little bit more. 
Um, Absolutely. Because that is something that, as Star Wars fans, we hear about the Jedi Purge and what happened. We want to see it at length. And uh, maybe one day that'll be told. Maybe it'll be told in a book or or something else. But um, it it made the honorable mentions. It's not enough to make the cut for me in the top five. So. Yeah, everything's been mentioned for me. That was the last one that I had that wasn't mentioned. But uh, yeah, the heartbreak of that scene too, just seeing them just so like unaware and just mowed down so easily. But yeah. Um, I, I guess there is one that I did want to mention because I don't have an Attack of the Clones on the list, but I just thought of one. When they're in the arena, Padme, Anakin, and Obi-Wan, they're getting attacked by the monsters. And Anakin and Obi-Wan are talking, and they're talking about how they need to get Padme out. And she's already doing her thing up top on the on the cylinder. Oh, yeah. And whooping down on the monster. It just shows how strong she is and how a bunch of a badass, badass and character like, she is. you got to say Padme. And Obi-Wan's like, I think she's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's she, She's so awesome. That is a great moment. Doesn't she swing from the she, chain and kicks mm-hmm. the, yes, one of the monsters? Yes. Yeah, that is yeah, she's awesome. She's a badass. Good call. Such a badass. Um, all right, well, any other thoughts before we get out of here, guys? Good? Yeah. I think cool. we're good. I'm, people need to show more love to the prequels. Yes, That's uh, let's go. Right before we get out of here, let's run through our list just quickly. Uh, five through one. I will start. Uh, I have at number five, Darth Plagueis the Wise, that scene between Palpatine and Anakin. At number four, the battle over Coruscant. Uh, number three, uh, Pod Racing in The Phantom Menace. Number two, Duel of the Fates. And number one, Anakin versus Obi-Wan from Revenge of the Sith. Brian, go ahead. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm drawing on a blank because I wrote something else for my five. I don't remember what my five was. So, whatever my five was. Um, yeah, number four, pod <laughs> racing. Battle of Geonosis, Anakin versus Obi-Wan, and dual fates for number one. Now that's going to bug me. Keep thinking, know. keep yeah. thinking. Jacob, go ahead. <laughs> uh, number five, I have the speeder oh, chase on that. Coruscant. Um, number four, I have Anakin killing Count Dooku. Number three, I have Obi-Wan versus Jango Fett. Number two, I have Anakin uh, being named Darth Vader and bowing to Darth Sidious. And number one, I have Duel of the Fates. Nice. Good list. Very, very different list. It's going to make it for a very interesting consensus list at the end of this. My five was the uh, confrontation on Mustafar. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, oh, that's right. The, the yeah. Padme one with Obi Wan. That's where that's where we got oh, smashing, duh, Padme, duh, yeah, smashing, smashing Obi Wan. Um, oh, Padme, yeah. duh. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that is Padawan for this week. Again, this is part of a series that we are doing. We're running down the best moments of the Skywalker saga. This is the prequel edition. Our previous ep- episode covered the original trilogy, and our next episode will cover the cover the sequel trilogy. And then we will get into a consensus list at the very end. There will be a total of five episodes that we're doing. Um, so make sure you guys stay tuned. And we hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, that is Mr. Obi-Wan Jacoby. That is Grand Admiral Sino. I am Qui-Gon Jake. This is the Padawan Podcast for Apocalypse Movies. Make sure you guys follow us not just on social media but YouTube as well. As well as audio podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple, Spotify. We are up on there. You guys can find the links below in the description. And as, of course, leave some comments. We'd love to hear from you guys what your best moments are or your favorite moments of the trilogy is. So again, thank you guys for joining us. This is the Padawan Podcast. May the force be with you, and we will see you guys next time.